0: Hello and welcome to the latest installment of the Lancet Respiratory Medicine podcast. My name is Nikolai Humphreys. Today I'm joined on the line by Dr. Adrian Martineau, an author from the Vidico trial, a study looking into whether vitamin D supplementation can reduce the incidence of moderate or severe COPD exacerbations and upper respiratory infections. Adrian, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks clients it's good to be here.
0: Let's get straight into things. Could you give me a little background and rationale to this study?
1: Sure. Well, this study uh, investigates uh, patients with chronic obstructive pulmonary disease or COPD. Uh, That's a condition in which airflow limitation is not fully reversible. And it's a common condition. About uh, 10% of men aged over 75 in the UK have COPD and it causes around 30,000 deaths in the UK each year. That's uh, 20 times more than for asthma. Uh, Globally, it's a big problem, too. It's the third leading cause of death, exceeded only by ischemic heart disease and stroke. Now, the majority of morbidity and mortality in COPD is due to exacerbations or flare-ups of symptoms. And very often, these are precipitated by infections, often viral upper respiratory infections, and they're characterized by excess and immunopathological inflammation in the lung. And it's because of these characteristics that the idea that vitamin D might prevent them has come about because in vitro, in in laboratory experiments, vitamin D has two key properties. First of all, it's able to induce antimicrobial action in uh, white blood cells and pulmonary epithelium, and it's also able to dampen down potentially pathological inflammatory responses. Now, we know that vitamin D deficiency is very common in chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. These are patients that don't get out in the sun much, very often, especially in severe disease, And as you know, vitamin D is the sunshine vitamin, so you need to get out in the sun to make vitamin D in the skin. There's one previous trial which has addressed the issue of whether or not vitamin D might prevent exacerbations. That was done by Wim Janssen and colleagues in Leuven in Belgium. And uh, they showed that in patients with severe disease who had very profound vitamin D deficiency, supplementation did reduce risk of exacerbation. So what we then decided to do was go ahead with a multi-centre trial, recruiting patients with a broad spectrum of disease and pre-specifying a subgroup analysis to see whether those with lower vitamin D levels benefited more from the intervention.
0: Adrian, could you tell me what the key findings were?
1: Yes. Well, we did a double-blind, placebo-controlled, randomised trial in 240 patients with a range of severity of COPD from the mild to the severe. Um, They were recruited in primary care and in hospitals throughout uh, East London, here in the UK. Uh, And half of these patients received a two-monthly dose of 120,000 units of vitamin D3, that is three milligrams. And the other half received a placebo, which looked and tasted exactly the same. We followed the patients up over a year and compared their risk of upper respiratory infection and moderate to severe exacerbation. What we found was at baseline that Inadequate vitamin D status was very common. 87% of patients had lower uh, vitamin D levels than optimum, and 62% had frank vitamin D deficiency. We showed that our vitamin D supplement was effective in boosting levels and that it was well-tolerated. There were no adverse events attributed to supplementation. When we came to analyze the results, when we looked at all comers in the intention-to-treat analysis, we showed no effect of the intervention on either risk of upper respiratory infection or exacerbation although we did show that patients who received vitamin D tended to have less severe symptoms and slightly shorter symptoms when they did have exacerbations than those who received placebo. The very interesting finding was, though, that when we performed subgroup analysis, which we pre-specified, just looking at the effects of vitamin D supplementation in those who started the trial with low levels, we found that supplementation induced protection against exacerbation in those patients with baseline vitamin D deficiency. In fact, we saw about a 43% reduction in risk of exacerbation in that group.
0: Why is it important to stratify the results according to baseline vitamin D levels?
1: Well, vitamin D, of course, is a micronutrient. So one might suppose that people who have lower levels to start with will be more responsive to supplementation, whereas those who have higher levels will benefit less from it. And that was really the rationale for doing this subgroup analysis. Interestingly, as well as seeing benefits in those who had lower levels to start with, we did actually see a trend towards increased risk of exacerbation in patients who started the trial with higher levels. And that mirrored findings of the Belgian study by Wim Janssens and colleagues that I referred to earlier. So I think what this study highlights is it's important not to give vitamin D supplementation in a blanket fashion without checking vitamin D levels first. What we've shown is that it's the patient's specifically who start off with levels less than 15 animals per litre who are the ones who are going to benefit. And the ones who have higher levels to start with certainly don't seem to benefit. And there's a suggestion perhaps from our own study and from another one that vitamin D might not uh, be benefiting them.
0: Why do you think vitamin D supplementation prevented exacerbations but not infections?
1: I think there are two possibilities here. One possibility is that the vitamin D is acting to stop the virus from precipitating exacerbations. So it doesn't have an effect on the risk of upper respiratory infection per se, but it does stop that virus from uh, stimulating a secondary bacterial infection, which can be associated with an exacerbation. An alternative hypothesis is that the uh, vitamin D deficiency threshold we used for the study, 15 animals per litre, was too high. And uh, and we've actually done an exploratory analysis looking at patients with more profound deficiency and showed that in those with levels less than 25 nanomoles per litre, vitamin D supplementation did indeed have a trend towards preventing URI upper respiratory infection as well as exacerbation.
0: My final question, Adrian, what clinical impact will your findings have and what is the next sort of major research priority for the field?
1: Well, I think now that uh, two trials have shown uh, that uh, vitamin D supplementation can prevent exacerbations in deficient patients. It would not be unreasonable for clinicians to test the vitamin D status of their CAPD patients and to offer a vitamin D supplement to those who have 25 hydroxy D levels, less than 50 nanomoles per litre. In terms of the next uh, research priority for the field, I think to confirm the findings from uh, these two trials, uh, probably a, a further trial is needed which restricts enrollment just to patients who have low vitamin D levels at baseline. But given that uh, vitamin D is uh, well tolerated and inexpensive, it would not be unreasonable to check for and correct vitamin D deficiency in COPD patients with a view to reducing their exacerbation risk.
0: Professor Adrian Martineau, thanks for taking the time to speak with me at the Lancet Respiratory Medicine.